You're now listening to J House Podcast Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Wine be the gang and you know them niggas Boot it up, turned up, piped up I'm back, baby, where the love? Where the love at? I'm back, baby, where the love? Where the love at? I'm back, baby, where the love? Boot it up, turned up Yo, yo, what's up? What's up, man? Chilling, bro, chilling, you know what I'm saying? I was in uh, Denzel Washington's uh and Remy Malik's new movie, The Little Things, almost done with it. It's pretty good so far. Pretty good. I need to watch that. So you re-downloaded HBO Max? Uh, well, for now, yeah. I'm, 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 I tried to wait until I could download and get close, but I'm like, well, why not? I I was gonna watch it, but then I was kind of derailed by a lot of mixed reviews from people, which I was kind of shocked because I'm thinking, how do you have a anything less than an amazing movie when you have Denzel, Rami, and Jared. Why did you listen to the critics? You gotta watch the movie first for yourself. Oh, that's not critics. That's just like regular people. Oh, well, you, nonetheless, bro. Just you, It's one of those... I'm still gonna watch it. I was just kind of surprised. I was like, man, I figured a film with them three in it would be like critically acclaimed because all three of them Normally, their movies are very critically acclaimed. They're all three Oscar winners. Yeah, no Golden Globe nominations or anything for it, man. It was crazy. Hey, that's shocking. But, bro, get this. I was wanting to tell you this real quick. I got to eat a little bit of quick crow on something. Why is uh, that? Because I know you work at Planet Fitness or used to, right? I, I I worked out at Planet Fitness. Applied for Planet Fitness. Did not get to work at Planet Fitness, but I did work out there. Wow, what's up? So I have talked a lot of crap about that gym because like I think the idea of a lunk alarm and I think shaming bodybuilders is every bit as bad as shaming other people. Having yeah. said that, I went to a Planet Fitness for the first time tonight. Oh my God. Uh, because I have friends that work out up there and my membership at my old gym expired. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go in there. And I figured... I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to give this place a try, I'm going to do it big. So I said, hell with it and got a black card. Oh, my God. Uh, and then the ladies working there, I was like, what does this get me? And then they were showing me these massage chairs I used that were nice. Uh-huh. But, dude, they got this thing there called the hydro bed. Bro, let me tell you something. It, it, it mm. All right, here's a here here's a PG thirteen thing I'm about to say. Little kids, listen and turn it off. That bed is about as good as sex. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> not quite, not quite, but it's 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 good God, man. I was in a bad mood before I got on that thing, and I was in a great mood when I got off. And then when I was done working out, I got in their quote-unquote total body enhancement machine. I'm not sure if it did anything, but I did it. <laughs> That's great. I don't know if our Planet Fitness down here has all that. I hope it does. because I, just... I, I think they all do because it's like black card membership. Yeah, I just canceled. I just can't. I canceled my membership like last month. <laughs> just canceled it. Oh, son. I... <laughs> 
That's cool. It's cool though, but dude, I uh I'm excited for this talk tonight because this was something that a couple of days ago, I think you and I have like one of the most intense back and forth on Snapchats that we've ever had. It was up there. Yeah, I'm st- I'm starting to think that the conversations we have on Snapchat we cannot have. We must bring it to the podcast for clarification. Well, like it's just cuz it's it's so pa- it's so passionate, bro. It's so intense. It really it, it really is and tonight folks, we're talking about an issue that believe me, Eric and I are going to do our best to keep civil, but given the emotions, who knows there, this thing there, there will be there will be no hostilities for me. There will be none. Not not oh. hostilities, but it may just go way off the rails. It happens. You know? I'll try. I'll, I'll try to keep my emotions out. It's it's for ladies and gentlemen. For those who don't know, I mean, like, and for people who have been tuning in, you already know. Like this past year, a lot of a lot of this conversation, a lot of the the per, the, the 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 what what how do I put it the the um the mystery mystery or you know whatever you want to call it surrounding the Snyder cut and and Warner Brothers a lot of it has even before that before the cut even got announced it was there's been a lot of like tough talks that have had to be had from from two people who love Marvel and love DC and love these characters more than life so we don't take we just we just don't take the the handling of our characters and characters that molded us into who we are. We don't take it lightly, and a lot of that has manifested into these passionate conversations because these are characters that are in our blood. Like we love these characters from the screen to the comics. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's in us. So when it comes down to stuff like this. It gets passionate. It's it's just it's how we are, bro. It's just how we are. Oh, that's true, man. But to kind of fill people in, the conversation we were having, you had sent me something, some article talking about Snyder getting into art his argument with Warner Brothers trying yeah. to get his movie out there. And he yeah. was trying he, he was trying to convince them that it was that this was something that was destined to turn a profit and Warner Brothers executives were not sold on it. Yeah. They weren't, because I promise you that was their their only objection. Their yeah. only objection it'll, it'll, is... Like, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, was, I wanted to clarify. The, the article came from Sean O'Connell, uh, who wrote the release of the Snyder Cut book. So shout out to Sean O'Connell in that book. The episode, the excerpt was from a conversation that Snyder did have with Warner Brothers, like you said, and it was he was trying to convince them that at the time, which was about around 2019, near the end of 2019 or so, that at the time when we were making noise, the Snyder cut was the biggest trending thing for Warner Brothers at the time. It was like, so at the time he was having that conversation with them, why won't you release this movie? If it's, if it's a grassroots campaign that's got all this noise going better than anyone else could, then why not? But that, that was just clarification, but go ahead. Well, yeah. 
And then we kind of got into um, a sidetrack conversation. And, and I've done a lot of research on this, and I, I'll tell you my findings in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to come into this podcast ignorant and sound stupid or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we were talking about uh, the decision, like Snyder's leaving of Warner Brothers and then the decision by Warner Brothers to then bring in Joss Whedon. And let me be right. very clear about something. I am not going to defend what allegedly happened on the set of Justice on the set when Joss took over. I'm not here to defend that. I'm not here to defend any of the abuse. I'm not here to defend any of that mess. The only thing that I will defend is the decision to bring Joss on in hindsight. Because whenever I took my emotions out of it, I could kind of understand why this would be a good hire or why they would think that Whedon... That it was, right. Yeah. I'm not saying I would have made the hire. I want to be very clear about it. I'm not saying it's something I would have done. Right. But I am saying that it is something that it's not out of the realm of possibility to fathom why they thought that it was a good idea. And I'll break that all down in a minute. And then... The other part is the because I, I hear this a lot. People are saying Warner Brothers straight lied when they said that they were going to keep this film the same. At first, that was my position. But now my position is more of at the time that was what they wanted to do. But my thought process is, I believe, and I'll break this down later is mm. I, I think Joss convinced them to change their minds. And there's a big difference there. Because to say Warner Brothers lied meant that they knew from the get-go what they were going to do. They knew from the get-go that they were never going to do it. My theory is that they wanted to do it Snyder's way, but I think Joss was able to come in and be like, yeah, but look what I've got planned. And isn't this way better? Now, granted, I'm not saying it is because obviously I hated Joss's movie. Yeah, everything I'm saying is just based off of what I think went down. But we'll get yeah. we'll get to all that. But let's start with Snyder's leaving. We'll start with there. So, okay. correct me if I'm wrong. Your stance is that he was fired. They showed that they showed that man the door. In a in a way, the my stance is that at the time, his daughter Autumn passing, and Justice League right around the corner coincided. They just happened to be at that same time, and the opportunity for because. Because note that, note that you know, I'm in intense discussion in all the DMs and all the comments, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at the time, 2016, late 2016, 2017. So I'm in all that. From an outside perspective, to some and even to me, it made it look like, you know, because of the reviews at the time, because, you know, 
Batman v Superman got mixed reviews. Wonder, but they were coming off a great hit with Wonder Woman. You know, um, I think it it just made it it made it, it made it come off as though this were the perfect opportunity to move Snyder out and to do something else. And and I've had time to think about it. And from a business perspective, because I'm gonna clarify this. Warner Brothers is responsible for dreams. They're responsible for for epic movies. They're responsible for bringing a lot of memories to 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 me. And so the Dark Knight trilogy. I mean, come on. The dark right. The Dark Knight trilogy. You name it. Um, so many projects, bro. Uh, Man of Steel, Watchmen three, all these other, and even outside of DC. Just Warner Brothers has been epic, bro. MonsterVerse. Just so I'm like. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I'll refrain and say not all of Warner Brothers is responsible. You know what I'm saying? Not every Warner Brothers executive or person in charge was responsible because there are people who were, you know, who who would actually stand, you know what I'm saying, for artistic integrity. People because we've seen what they can do when they and so when it comes down to Snyder getting fired, I will I will clarify and I'll place the blame at the feet of to me because I've been in it three years and I've just I've just looked at I've been so you know caught up in it for all this time. I will strictly put the blame on whoever was in charge of DC films at that time. You know, I would strictly put the blame at their feet. Because, and at the time, I'm not sure who was at the head. I'm, I think it was Joff Johns, if I'm not mistaken. But I will I will place the blame at his feet. And at just at the time of Snyder's firing, bro, it was just that the way that one I I would I would dare say it was an ill-gotten decision. I'll say that. So mm-hmm. yeah, my position on this is that at the time the way that they made it seem the way Warner brothers was moving with it was that this is the perfect time to phase Snyder out and try to replicate whatever Joss Whedon did with the Avengers. And that is plausible to your point, what you said, you know, maybe Joss did convince them that, Hey, you know, look at my resume, look at the first Avengers, look at age of Ultron. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. And you know, I'm sorry. I think you had more to say. (laughs) No, no, it was just a little bit more than I passed to you. Um, so that's that's so plausible right there. And for Warner Brothers to be in that position, you know, I and this is their first team up movie. You know what I'm saying? This is the first Justice League movie. And and so I see from that perspective why that choice may have been obvious. But at the same time, the way they went about it, and I think the choice in general was an ill-gotten choice. Mm-hmm. Because the success of the Avengers, and even till this day, whether it was Joss doing directing the Avengers or whether it was the Russo Bros, the dynamic and the the way that the MCU does their films, the way that they, you know, put their signature mark on the on their team up films is something way different than per se it would be for a Justice League movie. I, I think it would be a totally different kind of mark, totally different different kind of style. Right. But 
but like you said, when it's when it's money motivated, when it's about, you know, we got 300 mil deep and I'll expand on that part later. But, you know, at that time, that fine, that choice, you know, that was an ill gotten choice, yeah. you know. I, and, and so I'll leave it at I, I just think that Snyder's daughter passing and him going away and then them having the opportunity to be like, OK, here's our chance. Let's go ahead and and try to, you know, do whatever. It just it was bad timing on their part. And I think it just made them look bad. And it resulted in me and so many other people being pissed at them for so long because of it. I just thought I just think it was a bad move and it was bad timing. But that's thought. But go ahead. Uh, Let me say this real quick. I, I don't understand how come more people. It perplexes me why so many people are just beating the shit out of Warner Brothers on this aspect. I understand beating the shit out of them when we talk about all the stuff that's coming out they allegedly let happen. And I only right. I only say allegedly because I say that until somebody's in jail. That's right. Like until the justice system has put them behind bars, I'm going to say allegedly. So that's just me. Um yeah. But I don't understand why more people don't go for Joss Whedon's neck. Because every time I hear people bash what went down, I keep hearing Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. And I'm thinking, well, hold hold on a second. Who directed the movie? Warner Brothers didn't direct it. That was a Joss Whedon decision to do everything that he did. Everything that we saw in that movie, Warner Brothers did not make that decision. That was Joss's. Now, they may have went along with it, but that was all Joss. Yeah, that right there. You just said it. That's that. That is the reason why we were mad at Warner Brothers. You just said it perfectly. You went along yeah, with it. Yeah, they went along <laughs> with it, but I mean, I'm not going to stand here and absolve Whedon and act like. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm just saying I want to see more people going for his throat. Because like, yeah. he's. And because and he's the one that made the changes, but everybody wants to just bash Warner Brothers on this one. But you know, it, here's my stance on Snyder because I was reading reports, and there's one of two theories as as yeah. as to what happened with Zach. The first is what uh, I read said that he was fired because they didn't like what they had saw from the DCU thus far. They didn't like it. Mm. Batman v Superman, terrible critical reviews, mixed uh, audience reviews. You know that when you've sunk three, four hundred million into a movie, that's not what you want to see. I mean, all due respect to Snyder, and you know me, I don't hate Batman v Superman, and I'm not speaking personal experiences. I'm just saying, if, if yeah. you have sunk. I mean, let me get my computer. I don't even remember what even the budget was for Batman v Superman, but I'm pretty sure it was like 300 mil, 400 mil. Like it was up there. See, my computer's froze up. I think it. I think it is up there. Should be. But uh, but yeah, I think I think that was it. About round that much. Hold on, I got it right let me here. See. The budget they say is estimated exactly what I said. It's estimated to be between two fifty and three hundred mil. That's a lot of damn yeah. money. 
I mean, that's a lot of money. So if I sink 300 mil into a film, I want good reviews. <laughs> so that does kind of play into the first theory of they didn't like what he saw. So they said, all right, Snyder, pack your bags and go. We can't have this. Like the, the films we've had you direct, we don't like the reviews we've seen. Get out of here. That's th- that's theory mm-hmm. A. Theory number B, uh, theory B, almost said theory number B. Theory number B. <laughs> Man. Uh, <laughs> but, theory, theory. but theory B is that, and this is kind of along the way that I see it, um, mm. is that, that he wasn't fired. I think it's a lot more plausible that Snyder left to me that makes a lot of sense because when you go like what he went through i mean i I couldn't blame the guy if he was just like man the last thing on my mind is this movie and uh, in the spirit of fairness i mean if that thought entered his mind who could blame him who could which he did i mean I couldn't blame him. Like if, because like I've said a million times, he went through something that no human being should ever have to go through. Like something that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. So I think it's very plausible that Zach may have stepped down or maybe asked for time off. You know, like, can I have time to grieve? And Warner Brothers probably said, Zach, look, we, we'd love to give you time off, dude. But, you know, we've got, we have to release this movie or we're out $300 million. And and $300 million, I mean, this was just a really unfortunate situation because you just, you can't lose that kind of money as a movie studio. Like Warner brothers doesn't have $300 million. They're sitting on to lose. Hell, I don't even know if Disney may be the only movie company that could lose, that could, that could lose 300 million. And be okay. So it's just one of the, to me, I think it's much more plausible that it's one of those things where it's just really unfortunate. It's really, it's, I I think, and you know, you you talk a lot about Disney wouldn't let this happen. Well, there's two key things here to look at. And this is with all due respect to Zack Snyder. Number one, all of the phase one MCU films minus minus the incredible hulk had really good critical reviews now i'm not putting stock in critical reviews you know me i'm just telling you looking at this through the lens of studio execs and the higher ups i yeah i don't put stock in critics they do none of the mcu films had bad critical reviews for whatever reason people really like them so that's number one so there was really no need for them to look at a director and say, yeah, you got to go. Number two, this was a very unprecedented situation that Warner Brothers found themselves in and Snyder. Stuff stuff like this doesn't really happen. So for me, it's not really a matter of creative vision got infringed upon by the studio executives. Now, I would say creator vision definitely got trampled on by another creator and Joss Whedon because 
to me, that man straight up walked on the set and said, yeah, I'm not doing any of this. Yeah. I'm just, I'm nah, nah, we're going to go ahead and get this script out of here. Here's my script. And I'm going to assume a lot of the tension on set came from, because from what I've read, the cast really liked Zack Snyder for whatever reason. They really liked him. Yeah. Like you see all the pictures of Ben hanging out with him. And so I could see yeah. a lot of actors telling Joss, well, wait a minute. Zach wanted us to do, and I could see Joss going, is Zach here now? You yeah. don't work for Zach anymore. You work for me. I'm Joss. I'm yeah. the, you know, he went full blown Captain Phillips. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. Yeah. That's so see, that's how come and that's what I was trying to explain to you on Snapchat is like for me, I'm more pissed off at Whedon in that regard than I am Warner Brothers. Because Mm. to me, I believe at the time Warner Brothers fully wanted to now I can't prove this, but this is just my opinion that Warner Brothers fully planned on doing Zach's vision. But I imagine something like this happened, and you tell me if you think this is feasible and your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. I imagine Joss had a meeting with him and said something to this effect. Guys, look, we all love Zach, but let's be real here, guys. I'm Joss Whedon. I've had two films gross a billion dollars. My movies are critically acclaimed. I've done two successful team-up movies that critics love that have made a billion dollars. All due respect to Snyder, I believe that I would do a much better job doing this my way, and it would benefit all of us than him. And hell, he probably broke out numbers and said, look, this is how much money my movies have made. This is what Zack Snyder has made you to this point. These are my critic reviews. These are Zach's critic reviews. I could see him flexing like that. And Warner Brothers looking at everything through the eyes. Now, granted, folks, let me go ahead and say this. I would take Zack Snyder as a director a hundred times before Whedon for Watchmen and 300 alone. That's me. Yeah. I think I like Snyder way more than Whedon. But, you know, Warner Brothers is hearing this and they're like, ooh, yeah. That's true. You do have two billion dollar films in the in the under your belt. Damn. Well, hell, folks, maybe yeah. he can give us his third one. And you know, and th- this is my last point before I kick it off to you. And mm-hmm. I hate saying this because this this is going to sound a tad bit disrespectful to Snyder, but I don't mean this disrespectfully in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Because mm-hmm. you've talked to me a lot about how Warner Brothers wouldn't dare interfere with anything that Christopher Nolan did when he was in the Dark Knight trilogy. You've told me I was gonna be yeah. like they wouldn't even, you know, step in the same room as Nolan unless he told them to. Like they get out of that guy's way. Yeah. What I would say to you about that is there's a reason for that. His film, Batman Begins, the first one made him, I think it was three or four hundred million dollars, and then fo- yeah. followed up. This was, this was pre 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 MCU, yeah. and yeah, and then he made the first ever 
but see, Batman Begins, not the biggest box office film ever. Great critic reviews and great audience reviews. Dark Knight comes out. We don't even have to talk about that when we know what happened. Billion dollars. Best, some yeah. of the best critic reviews a superhero film has ever seen. So at that point, Warner Brothers was probably like throwing petals at the feet of Nolan when he walked in. Like, dude, what do you need? Like, come on. Please, Nolan. Yeah. Are you happy? Do you need us to rub your feet? Do you need a girl in your dressing room? What do you need, Nolan? Tell us what you need and we'll get it for you. So my point saying all that is <clears throat> this really sucks, but directors have always had to earn that level of leave me the hell alone and let me do my work. You know what I mean? Because the studio executives first, they can't help but put their noses in shit and be like, are you making this money yet? Are, are you making are, are you making money? Are you making money? I'm pretty sure Nolan had to deal with some of that during Batman Begins. But once The Dark Knight came out, then it was pedals at the feet. You know, and the, the best example I can think of, of a director like that, is Stanley Kubrick, who basically would just show up to studios and say, hey, I'm going to do a movie here. And the studios would be like, okay, sure. Thank you, Mr. Kubrick. Because he had built that rep. He had the critic reviews. He had the box office money. And when you're looking at execs, that's all they care about. And all due respect to Snyder, even though I love Watchmen, I love 300, he's got some good films. All due respect, he just doesn't have that level of built-up cred in the eyes of the executives that for whatever reason, they thought Joss Whedon did have. Hmm? I'm, I'm just talking... Yeah. I'm not saying that Whedon's a better director. I'm just talking about they're looking at this one director. He's got $2 billion films. Every film he's ever directed has great critical reviews. You know, and the... I didn't know this, that Whedon's worked on other movies that I really, really like, like Cabin in the Woods. I didn't know he had anything. That was uh, cool to find out. But they look at me yeah. like, oh, great critic reviews. Shit ton at the box office. Billion dollar films. Well, damn, you're right, Joss. We can't say these things about Snyder. So, damn, I guess we got to do it your way. That's how I envision that conversation oh. went down. That could be. That That could be a way that 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 conversation went down and the 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 sad thing about it is that when it comes down to i mean and you brought up christopher nolan too i'm glad you brought, brought up christopher nolan one of the most respected directors at warner brothers and you know i mean back when when warner brothers was like okay let's go back to the drawing board and let's revamp superman for the 21st century you know, they ask Chris. They're gonna ask the bet one of the best directors they have. You know, all right, you're just you're just coming off a whole trilogy that's been super lit. You know what I'm saying? So, who do you think is gonna lead 
Superman into the 21st century? Who do you think that would be for us? And Chris Nolan goes on this talk about, you know, how after watching 300 and after watching Watchmen, how Zach bought this something different to the superhero genre, something way different that, you know, and for, for whatever reason, not everyone is going to see that. I remember telling you a while back that Snyder is an acquired taste. Snyder's movies aren't for the masses. They're not that, they're not those movies that, oh, everyone's going to, you know, love and the critics well, are going to, you know, they're just well, not I'm those sorry to cut you off, but Let me stop you right there just to make this quick point. You saying that kind of proves my point that I was just talking about with Warner Brothers and the way they saw Snyder. Because because if you, if you yeah. saw 300 million into a film, you're not expecting it to be a cult classic. There's nothing wrong with cult classic films, you know, like underground great films. There's nothing wrong with them. But you don't spend $300 million on a cult classic. You spend $300 million on the, the biggest film of the year. Yeah, and, and, and that, that, that may be. But to that point, it all, it, like I said, it all goes back to the intent of the, of the whole thing. When you ask Nolan who he thinks, he says Snyder. Because Snyder's going to bring something different to the game. He's a different ball game. And I will say this, and this is to Marvel's credit. This is never to blame Marvel. I'll never do that. I'll always give respect to Marvel. But with the MCU, and I'm not, this is not an excuse for 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 Warner Brothers. I'm just saying it did change the game. When that first Avengers movie came out, it changed the game. You know, Marvel set that precedent that okay this is our cinematic universe. You know what I'm saying? And the masses loved it. They ate it up. And with all good, with all good reason, because, because it's awesome. The MCU is one of the most epic things ever created. But when, when that becomes the precedence and everyone who likes superhero films thinks that, okay, now we're going to expect this from everyone per se. And this is just how I look at it. I think that creates a problem because now we're dealing with, you know, now we're dealing with expectation. And from a business standpoint, it's expected of Warner Brothers to be like, okay, we're about to go ahead and pursue this, this cinematic universe. Totally, totally um, understood as to why they would do that because it's business at the end of the day. And when business, um, when business just just comes to a and somehow I don't I don't know I, you'd have to go talk talk to Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy all of them you know who work with Star Wars and 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 Marvel and the, mainly the MCU but like I don't know you got to ask them how they mix their creative with the business side of things and how they get at the mesh I don't know how Disney does it but they do it and it works but. When it when it came down to the to the DC cinematic universe per se, you know, Chris was like, "Hey, here's Snyder. Snyder's going to change the game," and you know, I think for a cinematic universe, you know, for and this is not everybody. For me, with with 
with what Zach has done, with what he did do with MOS and BVS, and then to see, you know, Zach's, uh, his version of Justice League, that was my perfect DC Cinematic Universe. That, to me, I love that. That's me. Can't speak the same thing for the mass. Can't say, can't say the same thing for the critics and everybody else because everyone, you know, has their own thoughts on that. But when when it came down to that cinematic universe, I just think that Warner Brothers at that time, they were like, you know what? You know, and and I and I hate to bring it up, but it's it's a point that has to be understood by everyone that when because that was the ideal when Zach did Man of Steel in 2013, this was the okay, we're about to do a Superman movie. It's a Superman movie, but we're going to leave the door open to expand it just in case. We all know that they wanted to expand it just in case. So, you know, when the reporter does ask Zach, do you, because Warner Brothers hired him, when they asked him, do you feel like you're in a competition with Marvel? He says no, because Marvel is awesome. He says he loves Marvel. Marvel's doing their own thing. It works out great. But as a creator, he says, I just don't feel like that's who DC is and we should stick to doing our own thing. That's what he said. And that's from an artistic side. So let's scoot that over. Now let's get to the business side. That's not how Warner Brothers is seeing it. They're like, no, the MCU is, is going on right now. They're doing these solo movies. This is what we want. And I think that that right there, that creates your your rift. I think theoret I think that's what happened to me. That creates your rift between when Snyder's like, no, we're not, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do something different. And Warner Brothers is like, no, we want this billion dollars. We need you to do it like such and such. You know? So that led and that led to my point about how you could look at Batman v Superman as this struggle between trying to be its own thing and then it also being you know, a start to a cinematic universe. That's when I, when, when I had to have that talk, cause I'm like, okay, now I do see it from that business perspective, you know, from, from another side, I think it's a masterpiece, but from an outside perspective of someone thinking of a cinematic universe, that is totally plausible that, you know, they would think that, okay, this, you know, is not for, this shouldn't be it right here, but you know, it's, it's just one of those things, man, where, you know, I, I just think that if Warner Brothers wanted to pursue a cinema, which they did, if they did pursue, when they did pursue a cinematic universe, you had a director who wanted to do other things while you were trying to do this. So when the opportunity came ahead, and I hate it because it was a terrible thing for Zach to lose his That's daughter. Bad. I hated it. And it's it was sad. And, um, he said, I just had to step away. I had to step away from it. I had no will, no strength, and no power to fight the studios. Didn't feel like it. Didn't want to fight the studios, and I just had no energy for it. So in that regard, you are right. That is fact that Zach, in a way, did walk away because he had no strength or energy. Because I'm like, dude, you just lost your daughter. Quick, the last thing we on cannot your mind blame him for that. I'm... What what Zach you know. did, totally understandable, totally acceptable. And if anybody throws a stone at Zach, I'm going to smash their head in. Yeah. 
which which state which to to all of you to all the ones out there who are toxic trolls who talk about the man's daughter and tries to kick a fool while he's down fuck oh you and eat a bag of dicks people oh. really do that but bro if you check twitter and these are these are not and i'm not saying these are all marvel fans or anybody these are just pop culture people in general not people who truly love the properties and truly love marvel or dc they're people that and there are screenshots. There are people who just find bandwagons to hop on, and they jumped on the Zack Snyder hate train, and they just endlessly say this toxic shit for no reason. Like it has nothing to fucking do. Like with they, they try to tie it that way. They're like, oh well, you know, such and such was terrible, and his daughter died. Blah blah. blah. And they'll just try to like mix that shit up, and it's like it's ter- like trolls are terrible, bro. And I'm not saying that's everyone, but they are out there, and that's that's. Sadly, I wasted my time debating and arguing with the likes of of people like that, and I hate to say I wasted my time. But, but to to your point, you know, it it I think it 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 definitely was that Zach walked away, and at the same time, from Warner Brothers' perspective, I think it was an opportunity for them business wise to be like, okay, here's our chance to pursue the cinematic universe that we kind of envisioned, which was what Marvel wanted. They wanted what Marvel wanted. I'm going to call it like it is. Zach wanted something else. Well, WB was like, well, we, we want to rep something. Second, like, just real quick to that point. When we talk about, they wanted what Marvel has. When, yeah, I, I think one of the biggest issues that people had with the DCU is the fact that it was it was kind of over the place in in a lot of ways. It was kind of like, wait, how does all this fit together? And you know, even the other night while watching Birds of Prey, I was telling you, wait a sec, dude, this movie's actually kind of awesome. Uh, but then I was yeah. like, but at the same time, it's like, you know, who is this movie for? But with the MCU, you always had just this. It was kind of like, you know, the, the phases were kind of like seasons of a TV show. You had your season one finale, season two yeah. finale, season three, and season, you know, all that. Um, yeah. And, and I think I think Warner Brothers may have saw that. And, and I think that they were thinking, well, maybe we can go for more of a, a, a structured thing. And... You know, I don't know. It, it just kind of irks me a lot. A lot of people when they talk about, uh, you know, sort of like a, a formula or whatever, like Marvel invented anything. Yeah, that's that's not a and that look when when I say Marvel cinematic, when I say Marvel formula, that's not saying that is a knock against well, Marvel. I, that's in no way negative. I, that's legit. I don't take it as a knock. I don't think it's an insult. I just think it's factually inaccurate for the simple fact of Marvel didn't necessarily invent anything because we've had cinematic universes before. Like there's like 60 some odd Godzilla movies from the seventies that are connected. So, and you've got. Go well, when, that's, that, that's true. But we're, we're, when we talk about Marvel, we're talking about in the sense of superhero like the modern day, because there had never been anything like it, a Marvel, a cinematic universe where all of your superheroes can coexist in one live action 
universe. When we say Marvel cinematic formula, we mean that as in like they invented that. Like they, of course, it's it's going to have good story. It's going to have all that. But the the way that they had us coming out to the theaters in droves, watching the movie to this day for for even the people who don't know about Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they'll go see a Fox, uh, they'll go see a Fox uh, Marvel property and still have people sitting in the theaters thinking that there was going to be a post credit scene uh, after Logan or 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 something like or Deadpool. I'm like, no, guys, y'all have it all wrong. This is not this is not Disney's Marvel. But that goes to show you how big of an impact the MCU had. So when we talk about formula, this the way they were able to replicate the to keep on doing that time and time again. They invented the book on that. That's what we, that when I say I don't know how everybody else means, but when I say Marvel formula, that's theirs. They invented that. They run that. And they, they've been balling off that for the past 10 years. So when I say formula, that's what I mean. And for Warner Brothers to be like from a business perspective, totally like, oh, we got to get some of that. That's what we got to do. They were wrong in that. They were wrong in doing that. And, you know, and I've already said it, Zach was trying to be create, do something totally different for D.C., but Warner Brothers is like, we can't, you know, nah, from a business perspective, we know you're trying, you, we know you, you want to be artistic. We know you want to do this, but we're not trying to do that. We're trying to do what, what Marvel has over well, there. Cause they didn't change yeah, the whole I, I game. I think another thing that I think the, how do I put this? I'm, I'm about to sound like Stephen A. Smith. I don't disagree, but. <laughs> I, 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 swear, every, I feel you, I feel you. Man, I don't know why, man. First take's gotten to the point where it's almost unwatchable because Mac, Max Spider-Man is so smug, and Stephen A. Smith can be, God, he can be annoying as hell. Um, Yeah. But, no, I don't I don't disagree with uh, – I mean, what even was your last point? Damn it. My, my last point being that Zach wanted oh, to be now. different and not he was yeah and then Mark D, Warner Brothers was like okay but no we need to we need what Marvel has so when it was just a perfect it was a they aligned Zach's daughter leaves he walks away because he can't fight with y'all he's like no I want you to do my movie but then again I'm like bro his daughter just died this movie is the last thing he needs on he don't got time to argue with y'all over this movie if y'all ain't going to do it y'all and that's what he said in interviews they I tried they wanted to do something they wanted to go in a different direction and they weren't budging off that henceforth Joss Whedon and where that and then my final point before I pass it to you again the the facts back that up when they said that you know Joss Took when when we say WB lied, we were like initially we'd heard reports saying that oh no, Joss didn't do anything. He just came in to reshoot a few scenes and and only reshoot twenty percent of the movie. That's what we were. That's what we were under the general assumption of. Years later, well, when the movie came out, we then found out for ourselves that it was actually the other way around. It was twenty percent of Zach's footage was used. But over 80% of the movie was reshot and everything else was just like pushed to the side. So we were like, oh my God, wait a minute. So like it just, it threw us off guard 
And that's what we that's what I say specifically when I say when I say Warner Brothers live. So it was the, the opportunities aligned. And it's so I think it was a bit of both. Zach walking away, you know, because he didn't want to fight. And then Warner Brothers being like, OK, well, this is our chance. We got Joss Whedon over here from the Avengers. It's about to be our first team of movie. Let's go ahead and take take that chance. You know what I'm saying? It was just coincidence, bro. It was a terrible, terrible coincidence. And WB hopped on it. So I think there's one key piece of information that we leave out whenever we talk about. They looked and said, oh, we want. I don't think it was so much we want some of what Marvel has. I think it was more of Zach's reviews and Zach's numbers are not what Warner Brothers wanted to see at all. I think yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like. My bad, my bad. I was, I was saying I was I'm sorry, but it like I said, that was all predicated off after the MCU had jumped off the standard. This is what a cinematic universe should be. And when Zach is, does something different. They're like, this This is not a fucking well, no, cinematic... No, no, no. Like, no, this isn't what it is. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, my bad. The, I think if... All right, let's look at it this way. Would you agree with this statement? Let's say for the sake of argument that Man of Steel made $900 million at the box office, great critic reviews, and Batman v Superman did the same thing and let's say batman v superman broke a billion great critic reviews and it was like the highest grossing film of the year and everybody loved it everybody's talking about it do you think they would have gotten mm-hmm. rid of snyder still do you think they would have given a damn at that point mm-hmm. what marvel was doing that's that's a sad that's an unfortunate that's a, that's a twisty theory would so if Man Let's of Steel say for the grossed. sake of argument that Man of Steel was a huge box office smash hit, everybody loved it. Yeah, and then Batman v Superman did the same thing, only bigger. Great reviews, great you know box office dominant. Do you think yeah. at that point Warner Brothers would have even sniffed or gave a damn about what Marvel was doing? It would all, it would all, to be honest, it would all depend on if the same events played out the same way they did. I'm pretty sure they would, yes, if that was the case. But the fact that you already had Marvel do it first, and then the fact that Zach's daughter died and he had to walk away, I think they still, they still, I think they still would have done the same thing. They still would have replaced because, you know, if you're coming up to Justice League and Zach's Justice League is already almost done, but he's well, walking but, but hold away. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. L- let me clarify my point here a little bit. My point yeah, here yeah. is is that a lot of what Warner Brothers, what they did, a lot of what went into that th- thought process was, you know, take the tone out of it. Take the tone out of it. Take like, you know, imagine the MCU doesn't exist. Imagine that. Just just look at it from the movie. In a world where the MCU yeah. doesn't exist. 
Dude, <laughs> you know, we'll keep the MCU in it. We, we won't get rid of them. No, no, no. That, I was just joking. That's, that's <laughs> it. Was just me. It would be crazy to imagine that. It's crazy but, thought. But go ahead. Part of the reason, Let's take the and, MCU and in my out opinion, the big, I don't think Warner Brothers really gives a damn all that much if the structure isn't exactly like the MCU. I don't think they give a damn if it's the tone is exactly like the MCU. My logic and reasoning is that the reason that they were able to just let Zach go like they did isn't because they thought these films are not what Marvel's doing. These films, we don't like the creative vision. I don't think they gave a damn. I think the logic was, we don't like these numbers. We don't like the fact that the critics hate these films. That's what we have an issue with here at Warner Brothers. It's not that your creative vision is off. It's that these numbers ain't doing it for us. Because I'm, I'm. That is that is that was the factor. I, I think that it was, was the, factor. the factor. I think that was everything to do with it. Because, like I said, dude, there, I'm, I'm going to say this. There is no way in hell. All right, let me ask you this. Let's say midway through filming The Dark Knight Rises, heaven forbid, let's say Christopher Nolan went through something very similar. Do you really think that Warner Brothers would have just let some director walk in and change up that Dark Knight trilogy? They would have well, No, they wouldn't have. They'd have been like, yo, yo, dude, no. This dude made us $1.3 billion off his last film. You're going to do this exactly how he would have done it, or we're going to kick your ass out. And unfortunately for Snyder, I hate saying it, but he didn't have that leg to stand on. I mean, we can we can admit that, right? And to a certain just to when, a certain extent. Just when you look at box will, office numbers and critic reviews, he didn't have that leg where Warner Brothers could be like, you know, Joss, what the hell are you talking about? Zach's films have better reviews than yours, and he makes more money than you do. Why would we care what you have to say? Just do what Zach would have done and shut the hell up. Well, sadly, 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 that is the nature of the business. Once the MCU became prevalent and well, took no, no, center no, no, no. stage. Eric, and the, 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 the concept of executives wanting their films to make a shit ton of money has been around since the dawn of cinema. I know. I'm not I'm not denying that. There's no well, there's no denying that when it comes down to billion dollar films. In the in a in a in a cinematic universe world where we're like okay we need to start cinematic universe billion dollar movie billion dollar movie. in that world it doesn't it doesn't speak to the art if we're just strictly looking at numbers then no Zach is not your director that's going to he's going to give you a good ass fucking movie but if you're expecting everyone to laud over it and it for it to make a billion at box office. I will give you that. He doesn't he didn't have that leg to stand on. I will give you that. I will give yeah, you and, that. and like I said, I'm not trying to take shots at Snyder as a director because I actually like him. My because we're talking yeah, because we're talking numbers point, in box office. We're not talking my about my entire quality. point here 
is that had Man of Steel been a huge box office success and so was Batman v Superman, Warner, there, there's no way in hell they would have let Joss Whedon change a damn thing. They wouldn't have, and they wouldn't have given a shit what the MCU's doing, because then they would have realized, well, yeah, the MCU's making their money, but so are we. We're making money. We're making a shit ton of money, so why, why do we care what they're doing? The reason they panicked and freaked the fuck out right. like they did and- is because they were like, shit, Zach, can we, uh, damn, like, I mean, yeah, I guess our box office numbers are looking okay. But my God, at these critic reviews, buddy, what the hell happened? That's what they're looking at. But if Zach would have been like, you know, 100% Rotten Tomatoes, even though Rotten Tomatoes can eat a bag of dicks on both films, there's no way that Joss Whedon would have been able to come on and do what he did. There's no way. Right. Well, and that, and that's the thing. I'm 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 sorry. To, I'm sorry to everyone else too, but we can't help how other people feel about movies. Movies mm-hmm. are a subjective thing. And if they loved the MCU, if everyone loved it, then okay, that's the game. And Warner Brothers looked at it and they said, you know what? These are, they're not, they're not the praise. They're not the reviews that are bringing us the numbers and the love that Marvel is getting. They're not it, Zach. They, they weren't it. So apparently somehow in their mind, and, and this is when the quote, did the means justify the, did the, uh, did the, did the did, is it, the which end. way is it? Did the means justify or did the, the end? end justify the means? Yeah. When it's, yeah. It's one of those, but this is where that phrase comes in the, comes into play. Did it justify it? You know what I'm saying? For you to bring in Joss Whedon. I know you took that chance because you had to, you wanted to get to where you, you needed, you know what I'm saying? You need, you know, but did it justify it? You only made, how much did JL For, make? Uh, 200? I think it was like 500, 200 million. Mm-hmm. 500, 600 million. This was supposed to be your team up movie. Your team up movie was supposed to be the biggest. You know what I'm saying? Your, 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 your startup films, it's okay. Your phase ones, they can have that 600 Right. You know, five, whatever the case may be, just fake. But when it's your team up movie, we needed that to be, you know, boom. And so it begs the question. And, and like I said, it's all unfortunate. Had, you know, had the unfortunate events not happened with Snyder, you know, in a prospective world, does a three hour Justice League movie, four hour Justice League movie make a billion? I don't know. Well, we'll never know. Well, maybe, I mean, let me just add, maybe it didn't. Let me just ask point blank if you would agree that had Man of Steel and BVS both had amazing critical reviews and amazing box office numbers, would you agree, even if everything played out like it did, that Warner Brothers would have been a whole hell of a lot more sympathetic to Zack and a whole lot more fighting to keep his vision alive? In this post cinematic universe world, anyway, yes. because it's, it's just it's Eric. It's Eric. Listen, it's well, just not- the logic of these reviews are not what we wanted. These are not good reviews. We want a director with good reviews. Whedon's films, from what Warner Brothers saw, had good reviews. 
so they put two and two together on that. So, I mean, with this, honestly, we can take the box office element out of it and just look at the reception of said film. And all I'm saying is, had Snyder's films been critically received and everybody loved them, and Warner Brothers would have saw that and they would have been like, all right, Zach, uh, yeah, let's keep doing your thing. But the reason they didn't want to do that is because the reviews weren't good. You can take the box office element completely out of it. Let's take let's take it let's take it out of it. Like like I said, if if okay, Warner Brothers, then that's something that Warner Brothers made their bet up on. This is the guy that you brought in to do what you wanted him to do. He did that. If people didn't like it, oh well. You know, I mean, it is what it is, and I'm trying. I'm. I'm not gonna let my love of Snyder get into it, but I'm just my love for movies in general. If and and that that notion that had MOS and BVS would have been critically acclaimed. You know, I mean, we can look at Watchmen and 300, both great box office movies, both great, uh, great reviews, and they're they're great films. Warner Brothers wasn't gonna kick Snyder to the side then, but like I said, that was in a that was pre. That but was that a was pre also cinematic in the universe, universe where world. Snyder's films were getting really, really good critical reviews. Right, because it wasn't, and like I said, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying that it was because, and I, I guess I'll, I'll phrase it this way: it was because it it wasn't a cinematic universe. It's not, you know what I'm saying. Once the game changed, though, Mark, we could put that in a timeline. Once. The first Avengers movie dropped, and once the MCU became the MCU, the game changed. The expectation for any the 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 expectation for any cinematic universe, regardless of who it was from, was billion dollar movie, billion dollar movie, good critical reviews all around. That was the expectation, and no one was going to have any lesser than that. No. So why is it? By, and I mean, so let me ask you this though, I mean, if act, by that logic, why is the monster verse successful and it hasn't cracked a billion yet? Because it's the monster verse. That's this is not superhero movies. We're talking I about mean, I, strictly superhero I, I, movies, cinematic superhero universe movies. The monster verse has been around forever. Those monster so, movies have been around forever. They haven't cracked a billion. Because that's not the expectation for monster movies, but they're I mean, darn they, good they movies, which is why we still go watch. Because they haven't cracked it, I, I don't. I'm I'm sorry. I I don't know why. I mean, you're just kind of losing me a little bit. Because let me just rephrase what I've been saying, and I'll let you rephrase yours again. Because I'm trying to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. I'm not okay. agitated. I'm just legitimately confused. Yes. Because uh, my entire point, yeah, yeah, is like I can't figure out why you keep bringing mcu expectation 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 all i'm saying is because the mc the mcu is the golden standard well, for cinematic is, universe had zach's films had better reviews because the reviews were terrible and more money warner brothers would have been more inclined to keep his vision alive and to me that's not a crazy point to make that's how every single director has ever built up their cred and been given such leniency by 
studios. That's how come Stanley Kubrick could just show up at any studio he pleased and said, hey, I'm going to do a movie here. Get out of my way. And everybody said, yes, sir, Mr. Kubrick. That was because. Did Stanley Kubrick, did Stanley Kubrick break billions at the box office? No, but he made a crap ton of know. money. And tickets were way cheaper back then. So for a, a movie to make a billion dollars, holy shit, buying 50 cent tickets. Could you imagine? Well, that's and that's my that's my case for Zach. Zach. Yeah, I mean, a 600 look of uh, we look we look at the DCU's grossing numbers from phase one, 600 million, 700 million. You know, um, what did Wonder Woman gross? Was, I Wonder think Woman the gross, first bro? one was I like 800 something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was 800 million by all by all accounts from an outside perspective. Those are some, despite critic reviews, those are some, they still make money. They, those are some financially successful films that are raking in a lot of money. However, by cinematic, by people's cinematic universe standards, by post MCU standards, that's not enough. That's just not enough. It, it wasn't enough for Warner Brothers. It wasn't enough. It just, it wasn't enough. And and like I said, that's all case so in it, point or, due so to the is fact it expectation that or is Zach, it we spent three hundred dollars on a uh, three hundred million on this film, we'd like to get way more than our money back. It was expectation. It was expectation because if that was the case, that means by that logic, that would mean your three hundred million dollar movie, which you poured three hundred million into, but you you let Joss come in and cut out 80% of it and only use 20% of said $300 million film that still needed another $75 million to finish, according to today. Judging by that, that would mean Warner Brothers had their $300 million movie unfinished sitting in their basement for three years. I feel like I get where the disconnect is. Kubrick, what my point about Kubrick was this. Kubrick's films, I, I told you, you know, we did our top five best director of, of all time list, and I had Kubrick on it, and I said the, the amazing thing about him is he's just yeah, never yeah. made a bad movie by any standard. His worst film is Full Metal Jacket, the second half. And there's a shit ton of directors out there who would take Full Metal Jacket as their best film and wear it like a fucking badge. I mean, that's just the level of credibility that a Kubrick had built up. The reviews were amazing. The respect that he had built was amazing. And so, but you know, you look at Snyder and Warner Brothers says, damn, these reviews, what people are saying about your films, we have a legitimate concern that we're not going to make money if we keep going this way, if we keep doing this. Because it – hold on. So Because the these reviews, man, they're killing it. They, people aren't eating it up. You know, and the reviews oftentimes build momentum. Like with the, you know, you look at the Dark Knight trilogy. 
the Batman Begins didn't make all that much money in theaters. It made a decent amount. But the reviews were spectacular. And then, you know, more and more people watched it. And then they couldn't fucking wait for the sequel. And then once the sequel come out, based on the success of the first one, everybody flocked to go see it. And Warner Brothers was concerned that because they weren't seeing the the uh, positive responses they would have liked to, you know, they're thinking, damn, if we keep letting Snyder do this, we may just be driving this train straight into the ground. Now, I'm not the, you know, obviously what they did do didn't work out, but that's, you know, what's done is done. But my, once again, I revert back to what dooms Snyder, to me, based on what I've seen, it had way less to do with this sort of expectation of what a cinematic universe is. Because if he had the critic reviews and was making them the money, they would have been like, damn, Snyder, do this however you want, because clearly the shit works. And I'm not I'm not knocking him as a director. Well I'm I'm just saying that was their thought process. No, his films would have just been destroying the box office and they would have been greatly received by everybody. Critic reviews, you know, you, you see Man is still in BBS and top ten films of all time. There's no freaking way that they would have given two shits about what Marvel was doing. They'd have been like, shit, what we're doing works. And hell, Marvel may have even tried to copy DC some. We see this all the times with rival companies. And I know it's not a competition to Zach, but it is to the higher ups. Like you will see, and it is to so Disney as well. That's is. why they keep doing it. And you look at all these other companies, you've seen it throughout history, companies trying to be like the competitor if they think that their product isn't living up. We saw this with New Coke. We saw that happen where they're like, damn, our numbers aren't what they need to be. Let's try and be like Pepsi and see if that can't kick our numbers up. We've seen that happen a million times with companies. And this was another prime example of that. They were like, well, it doesn't really seem like what we are doing is working. It doesn't seem like it's being well received. So we need to change. And so again, before I pass off to you, my point being, had those two films been dominant at the box office and been critically acclaimed and people loved them, which I know people, a lot of people did, but I'm talking like, Everybody, everybody, like just biggest film of the year. Then Warner Brothers would have been way more lenient with Snyder and they would have been a lot more receptive, you know, to to him telling them how a cinematic universe should be or how his is working. Because it's hard for Snyder to sit there and talk about how great a cinematic universe is. And Warner Brothers is like, yeah, Zach, you say that, but damn, man, look at these reviews. You know, that's my point. Yeah, I, I got that point. I totally understand that point. That's that's basically what I've been saying, what I've tried to say the whole time, but just in a different way. I I, I hate it for Pete. I mean, does it 
make my blood boil that people that man of steel got mixed reviews not everyone couldn't appreciate the the brilliance of snyder yes does it make my blood boil that they couldn't understand to me how much of a masterpiece batman v superman is yes but at the same time that's just what it is bro you asked you asked snyder to try and birth a cinematic universe he did it the way he wanted to, not the way you wanted to, well, not the way right other people just... or the mass audience would like. Not, not you. I'm not saying you, Warner Brothers. Because I don't even I'll think rephrase. Warner Brothers really Warner even Brothers. cared what it was. They were just like, Zach, make something work. That's how they knew, like, Zach, do something, make it work. And then he did. And then they were like, well, shit, this doesn't work. So, and, I, and I'm not saying it doesn't work personally. I'm saying that's what they said. They said, shit, this doesn't work. Look at these awful reviews we're getting. Damn, it didn't work. And then that's when they were like, all right, Joss. And that's how come I believe Joss was able to so easily come on and say, guys, come on. Let me do it. Let me do it, guys. I know know what y'all said, but look at the reviews this guy got. Come on. Like, you know, and look at the reviews I get. I get good reviews. Except for Justice League. But I'm Joss Whedon. I get good reviews. Snyder doesn't. So. Had it, it, I don't think it had anything to do. And to me, to me, it didn't have anything to do with, yes, reviews are concerning. But look at your box office returns. If we're talking Warner Brothers money, look at your box office returns on a phase one. Okay. Mixed reviews. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. Suicide Squad, we we can let, okay, we can give, okay, bro, that, no, that's not it, fam. That ain't how you do it. That's bad. Wonder, I mean, Wonder Woman. Awesome. Awesome film. Critics liked it. Box office was great. So far, everything is a financial success. Even Suicide Squad. People hated it, but, yeah, but it but still we, made we 700, why. 800 million. Not- I think 700, right? Yeah, we know. Yeah, but money is money. Well, yes, money is money to, to Warner Brothers regardless. Even if a film, you know, you've said many times, just because a film makes a billion dollars doesn't make it good. Because if you have a film that makes a billion dollars but gets terrible good. reviews, you, you can't really think that the sequel is going to make much more if the reviews are awful, if people hate it. Because why would people want to go see a second when they didn't like the first? And, and that's true but i think i think the case is that people it's not the fact that people didn't like batman v superman or man of steel because it was man of steel and batman v superman if we're talking about that theoretically people did not like them because this was clearly wb's want and need to push yeah. for a cinematic universe against marvel that's what it was. They did it. They w and W and that's all in the decision making. The facts are right there. Joss, you hired Joss Whedon. You hired the man who is responsible for bringing you the Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. The man who helped kickstart the MCU off, and you brought him in to do Justice League, your first team up movie to kick your cinematic universe off. Coincidence? as what's-his-name in Mr. Incredibles would say, 
I think not. So Warner Brothers knew. They knew they wanted, and, and that's what they did. They The first chance they had, whether it came at the cost of someone's but family member or whether it came at whatever the case may be. If and BVS both made a billion dollars and had amazing reviews, would they have still done that? No phase one movie outside of the team up movie, judging by MCU standards, is no, going to make a billion no, the first not. time. No, so that no, question no, is no, kind of no, that, no, that kind no, of beats. Iron Man, Iron Man did not make a billion at the box office. Thor did not make but a you know billion what at they the box all office. Had in Iron Man 2 didn't. You know Hulk what they didn't. all had in common minus Hulk, Eric? You know what they all had they in common? All they, all had great, they all had great reviews. That's Which is so because every so because everybody liked them, that means okay, everyone liked them, and this is and I'm speaking from a creator from a creator standpoint. Everyone's not everyone's okay. So the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe got universal appraise, financial success as well. DC mixed reviews. Everyone didn't like it. Some people, I'm some people that. did. Some people did. Some people didn't. Does that justify? Does that justify what Warner Brothers chose to do in the end? And judging by where we are now, three years later, with the call to for for the movie to get released, with all the hype surrounding it, with DC finally getting back on track and doing what they need to do. With Joss Whedon out of a job anywhere because of Ray Fisher's investigation, did the end did the did the did the end justify them? Did from, it justify from a creative what vision, no, Warner Brothers from a business had uh, perspective? Yes, from a creative vision, from a creative from a creative vision, just, no. From a business everybody. perspective, yes. My question is not irrelevant. It's not, you know, it. No, it no. I didn't say irrelevant. No, no, it I just said it defeats the purpose because none of Marvel's, well, Aaron, none of Marvel's yeah, but, but phase one films grossed a billion. None of them, except for that exhibit A of the Dark Knight. Other superhero films have grossed a billion dollars that are not in the, quoting. I said no one's phase one. The Dark Knight trilogy is not a cinematic universe. It's a standalone Batman trilogy, simply focused on Batman. And it grossed a billion. That that's true. A cinematic universe is a totally different ballgame. Man of Steel and Batman v Superman were just the beginning. Those were your phase one beginning movies. They're not going to gross a billion if we're judging off cinematic universe standards. They made good money. It's just that everyone wasn't in accord on whether they so liked them or not. Wh- wh- why do phase some people one did? Some people did. But why, why do they not? Because they're build-up movies. They're build-up world-building movies. Cap was, so Iron Man how, how was, Iron Man 2. All world-building movies leading into one build-up movie was able to make a billion. How does that happen? What because difference Because it was does only focused on one character, bro. There is no phase one in the Dark Knight trilogy, it's just the Dark Knight trilogy. It's simply fo- it's focusing on Batman's development and what, the people around him from beginning to with, all the way to the last numbers. That- people like them. 
People liked them, and they were bo- they were box office successful. So was the Joker. That was not a cinematic universe movie, which proves my but, point. So when movie, the MCU that, that became the MCU, the standard and expectation changed. That there, there, there's that there's some unwritten there's some unwritten Chris rule of Batman around movies? people that we can't all go flock the theaters and see a film in phase one and it make a billion dollars. There is no unwritten rule, but that's not what happened. That's not what happened. We have to look at the reality of what happened with the cinematic universe. They didn't make a billion until the Avengers. And based off your theory that had do, or question, I'll say that if Man is Still and BBS would have made a billion, would they would they have gave Snyder more sympathy? I think the question should be if because the we can look at the financials. The numbers were never in question. The numbers and what they grossed at the box office were never in question. Six hundred million, seven hundred million, eight hundred million for Wonder Woman. The box office numbers and the money was never in question. It was a question of whether everyone liked it or not. And officially, half the people loved it. I love Man of Steel and BBS. Half the people did not. That's the simple case. It, we can't go off the number because the numbers say that the films are financially successful. They made a good, a lot of good money. It's just it's people. People did not like. Some people did not like what Zach brought to the table. A lot of us, which I happen to be on the other half, so okay. Did. And what if and I everybody liked it? One what if the- everybody liked it? Well, we'll do that. I- I'll take the box office element out of the equation. Let's say everybody did like it and the critical reviews were amazing. Would Warner Brothers have been a lot more lenient with Zach? Why would they? Maybe. Why? why would, give, give me one I think reason so. why they wouldn't be. Give, why they wouldn't be? Because it's all about the dollar at the end. They want the product. I don't. I don't know. I can't tell you, bro. It's all it hypothetical. It doesn't seem like it's a all crazy hypo- thought I don't know. that if you have a director who is critically acclaimed and he's making you a shit ton of money that you would be more sympathetic to him and you would want to do more to keep him happy than you would a director who may be making you cash to some extent, but the reviews just aren't even remotely there. That, I mean, that seriously can't be a controversial thought. That cannot be controversial. I'm not saying it's a controversial thought. It's that's, that all that is totally predicated off WB wanting to do what Marvel did. That's and it's the truth. I promise you. That's not even my so truth. That's not my. You're conclusion. telling me that's business. That even if the 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 reviews for for BVS and Man of Steel, if they would have been stellar, and the the money would have been even more than what it was, you're telling me that they would let a direct. Okay, let me put it to you this way. Let's say the Alabama athletic director, or let's say Nick Saban couldn't coach a couple of games, all right? And let's say the, the guy, yeah. let's, let's say, uh, the uh, what's his name? Oh, Bill O'Brien, the new offensive coordinator. Let's say he's going to coach these couple games. And he goes to the athletic director and says, mm-hmm. hey, 
why don't you just let me coach this game however I want to? Forget what Nick Saban has to say about football. We don't, you know, because I can do this better than Saban. Do you think? Do you think that athletic director is going to give him the time of day? You, no, he's going to get laughed out. He's like, Man, no, he's get not. The fuck out of here! You're going to do it like Saban did. Get the fuck out of here! Trying to do something else. It's the same thought process with Snyder. Saban. Saban. How, how is it it's not? It's. Go ahead. It's not because we're well. First of all, the well factually, Nick Saban has national titles. Bill O'Brien doesn't have not one Super Bowl to his name. Establishing that, all respect to them. Number two, we're talking about movies, and when we look at the financials, the move the DCEU was financially successful starting out. It was. None of those movies outside of Justice League made 200 million, nor did they flop at the box office. So Zach was making them the money they needed. As for the reviews, because what? They weren't sweeping everyone off their feet and some people didn't like it? Does that give you warrant to be concerned yes, as long because, as you're making yes, money? Yes, because if their reviews it, are bad, where's the guarantee that the money's going to keep coming? We never got to find out because it show didn't come with a <laughs> it show well, didn't true. come with Justice League. It didn't. I, obviously, like, that was, and I'm not here to did, justify what what Whedon did. I'm not agreeing with him. All I have, I know, said, and I, I don't I understand that. for the life of me why th- this is even d- d- debated to say that a studio would be more sympathetic to a critically acclaimed director than they would to one who's not. I, I and because it doesn't, it doesn't, it just doesn't add up. And we never got to see what well, we are getting to see it, but it's three years past that point, which is the same point that it always gets to when we have this debate and conversation. Was DC, did everyone, was, was everyone head over heels in love with, uh, with Man of Steel BBS and, and, and the DCEU phase one starting out? Not at first. It was mixed. Some people didn't like it. Some people did. But nonetheless, well, I'm just talking phase about one is look, doing great. looking at it from the when films talk- that Zack Snyder himself directed. Because yes, he helped others in their projects, but you know, in, in the spirit of fairness, their highest-grossing project, Zack Snyder didn't even sniff with Aquaman. He didn't even sniff that. So all I all I've been saying, and I will say this again. You know, and, and I, the, the part where I get kind of, I don't want to say agitated because I'm not agitated. I'm just talking about, and the reason I bring up Nolan is because the sole reason that they wouldn't do this to him and they would never push Nolan, they wouldn't let Nolan walk out the door in the middle of filming The Dark Knight Rises. 
no matter what happened. They would not have let that man walk out the door. Why? Box office numbers and reviews. He had them. He had them. So, so why did what? So, okay. So Zach what, walking out the door, which we, we, we agreed, even he said it himself, right. he walked out because he didn't want to fight with Warner Brothers. If that is the case, and like we said, we look at the numbers. Movies are subjective. People are going right. to like them. Some people will not. Even, you know, but nonetheless, the money is there. You're, you're, you, you got, see, that, the hype the is there. That, that you got your, your, your In their money. mind, because because of their because of the reviews it's, it's, in terms of the hype for them they saw that as debatable well how okay so based off that how do we know that had they would have postponed and or told Joss or whoever they bought in to do it just exactly the way Zach said and dropped the movie they were supposed to the movie that we're about to get now in March, three years ago, who's to say the reviews would have been like for that movie? Now we're getting into hypotheticals. Who's to say that people wouldn't have loved Justice League when it first came out in 2017? Zach's Justice League. Who's to say? Because you because that was the whole the point. point. See, Eric, 30 minutes ago, you told me that Zach isn't for everybody. Not everybody's going to love a Zach. It's not project now you're he, he, now he, you're telling me i'm looking now at, you're telling me that now now he's going to release a film that everybody likes and in, in warner brother in justice league now he's going to do it that's i'm saying what i'm saying is that now absolutely as of right now in hindsight looking at everything that he doesn't. His his creator's intention was not to do what Marvel did, which was leave, make something no, that no, is no, for everyone. Leave Marvel his out of it. Leave Marvel out of it. It's it's a very let's leave Marvel it out of it. Let's, very simple. How, how can I make first, it? It is like the most simple movie making one oh one. Movie making one oh one. If you have a director, he is critically acclaimed, his movies get great reviews, his movies make you a shit ton of money on top of those great reviews. You are going to do everything in your power to keep that man happy. True or false? True or false? But that was a sin. If that's an if and what an end, because what number one, would, would we're talking a critically spin- acclaimed director walk out the door. WB just did it. Chris is about to walk out the door because he they did not consult him. They did not talk to him about any future WB projects being released same day and theaters. Chris Nolan got pissed. He despised the move. He is upset that they did not communicate that with him. And the future for him right now is that he's possibly directing for another studio. WB hasn't said a word about it since. And they're still promoting same day and, and, and same day as theater. Chris is not having that. He's about to be out. So go ask Warner Brothers that because they're about they to let, let him walk out, walk the out in the middle of the they are. Night trilogy. Hell no, they wouldn't have. They would not. They would. No. But the game changed, bro. It's hard to ignore Marvel when the game has changed. If we talk about hip hop and we talk about rap, we're not going to talk about a new artist 
and not talk about the one who changed the game. We're not going to talk about Drake and not mention how Kanye West came out with 308, 808s and Heartbreak and changed the whole game that which now Drake pulls from and is about. We talk about that. Same thing with movies. We can't talk about movies moving forward or cinematic universes without talking about Marvel because Marvel was the president. And for Warner Brothers, it's either you match that okay. or you don't. And Zach isn't trying let, to do that. Hold on. So let, let, let me, I think I finally figured out how to rephrase this question to the point where it makes sense. Let's say, okay, keep everything as it is. Keep the, the box office numbers as they are for Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. I'll, all right. But let's say that for whatever reason, the reviews from people and critics alike were just stellar. Like 10 out of 10, perfect movie. Can you sit there with a straight face and say that Warner Brothers would have been just as eager to get rid of Zack as they were whenever he left, given what happened. Had and everything the re- been and the same. And the reviews been amazing. Let's say the every- reviews and the, everybody liked and everyone them. Liked them. The, the numbers are the same. Because I'll give you that the box office numbers were decent. The main point I've been making is that it was the terrible reviews they were getting that spooked them, which that's not out of the realm of possibilities to see why a movie company might think that that's it's not but whether whether your director is grossing you billions or not it doesn't give you the excuse but to what do about getting what terrible Warner reviews. Brothers did it does if a movie bro movies get terrible reviews all the time BBS and they do, but they're not treated like garbage. That's not the case for Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers. And for the record, if we go and look at everything, Zack's films did not get terrible. They weren't panned. They were mixed. They were very polarizing. Half of people did not like it. Some people, the other half did. They were mixed reviews. Suicide Squad, that's a movie that got terrible reviews. Ain't nothing mixed about that. Some people like it. It's a very small percentage of people that do. But that that right there is the only exception I will make for that. But everything Zach has done so far, mixed. Just because everyone didn't like it doesn't justify Warner Brothers doing that. They, it, it just didn't. I'm sorry, but it didn't. It, and he had no strength to fight that. He had to go focus on okay. his daughter and do all. Okay. It doesn't, but as a company, it doesn't justify you to do what you did. It doesn't justify you to still put a movie out there, cut all the stuff out that was his, and then still slap his name on it and be like, yeah, Zach did that one right there. That was him. Well, That's lying, dog. It's, it's lying. And Warner Brothers got caught red of, of Of Zach didn't do it, but. I mean, surely to goodness, it, it doesn't baffle people to... I mean, how do I put this? All right, I think I figured this out. Which director is more critically acclaimed, Whedon or Snyder? 
Well, you're, it, Eric, in my, my eyes, eyes it's don't matter right now. Oh my God! Yes, it does. Eric, so did Warner are Brothers subject? say Snyder? Even though Eric likes you, we're going to get rid of you. No, they looked at all the reviews, and they were like, "Well, damn." And then they looked at all of Whedon's reviews, and they were like, "Well, these are a lot better." So my entire point, and again, just to kind of close this out, my entire point, this whole podcast, which for what, what, whatever reason, maybe I'm not being clear enough. It's just not clicking. I'm understanding everything you say. This is a simple matter of whether people, whether the majority liked it the, or whether which they did Which is the way movies have That's, been forever. It's it, If you have a director who's got great reviews, you keep him and you keep him happy. If he doesn't have great reviews, he may be shown the door. That has been the history of movies since movies. Being shown the door and then being blatantly lied to and pushed out is not the same thing. Two totally different things. It's you, not you keep the factoring same thing. The, the personal elements of this. I'm just talking about the decision to get rid of one director and bring on another. Everything post that, I don't like the way Snyder was treated after that. That was messed up. All the alleged allegations, all that's messed up. I can't defend that. All I have said is that it's not insane to look at this situation and say, hey, this dude doesn't have great reviews. This dude does. Hey, dude, come make a movie for us. Well, that was post after Joss, after Zach walked away. They bought Joss in after Zach walked away. And because they bought him in after he walked away. If Zach had everything not happened the same way, and had that terrible personal tragedy not happened, Warner Brothers, like you said earlier in the pod, would have went through with what Zach was doing. The prop, the 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 the, um, what's what's gonna call it? The outcome of that. But we don't, we don't even know. If we'll they never know because it's three it. years past. Them. That's what I'm, bro, bro. That's my whole point. We we will never know because when Snyder left, you're and 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 to the case in point, you spent three hundred million dollars on that film, two twenty five million you gave to Joss to cut out eighty percent of it and then reshoot it. When we look at Joss's League, Henry Cobble's mustache, yes, the final battle. When we look at sucks. all of that, no, that does. I'm not saying that. That doesn't look like a 300 million dollar investment movie to me. It doesn't. I'm sorry. We can talk about some movies that's 300 million dollars, and that's we could talk about Infinity War. We could talk about it. that Lord of like, bro. Them movies look like three hundred million dollars investments. So Ain't no half-assing about that. On 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 where my logic falls off when I say when I say your logic that if you have a nope. director who has great reviews, which Snyder did not, which I like, I said I'm not taking any pot shots at Snyder. I'm not saying if I did or did not like the film. I'm leaving all of my personal shit out of this yeah. I'm saying the reviews that Warner Brothers looked at they saw the reviews they didn't like them and it, they didn't like them they didn't like them they're bad reviews in their eyes they're bad reviews to them so That's 
Go. Okay. I, you have this director. He's not bringing you great reviews. He's shown the door. And then you bring in another director who has better critic reviews. And you may be inclined to listen to him a little bit more. My entire point was if Zach had the critic reviews, they wouldn't have cared too much about what Joss had to say. They'd have been like, dude, yeah, it's great that you've got your own opinions, but see, Snyder has already done this, this, and this for us with these amazing reviews and whatnot. So, yeah, Josh, just kind of try to keep your opinions to yourself. That's that. so if every so if everyone would have loved Zack Snyder's films, which by the way, we can how many of those can we say without people being mixed on them? Because if, if, if everyone would have loved Zack Snyder's movies, WB would have been more empathetic to him. If people would have loved his movies more, he's making you the money. But if everyone would have loved his movies, then we would have treated you better. We would have not forced you out. We would have not lied to your face and tucked I'm your movie away you in a corner and never released see what it. I've been saying. I'm seeing what you're saying, but there's so much effed up about that Bro, because movies are subjective. Up, you don't make but... decisions for Warner Brothers because you don't make that speaks to your integrity as a company, bro. That speaks to your integrity as a company. Do you care about what these critics are saying or do you care about what you're trying to what do as a company, as a studio, as, a company as what everything. every other movie that. company has ever done that has ever made a movie. No company has, has ever said, hey, director, give us a movie with mixed reviews that some people will like and some won't. No, it's, hey, director, give us a great movie that the masses love. Well, I'm sorry. Zack Snyder does not make movies for well, everyone sorry, to pander over and love. One of the reasons that's that not Warner Brothers shows in the dark. Yeah. Oh well. It, it's, if it's that's the way it movies. is, that's the way it is. Get you a director. Get you a get you a director who's going to pander to you and try to do everything else instead of having their own artistic integrity that you hired them to you. Go ahead and do that. They did that and got a two hundred million dollar movie. Walter Hamada, it had he would have had the the leverage over Todd Phillips, would have never got your billion dollar Joker movie. Would have never got any of that. None of it. It's bro. We have to look at responsibility. Disney, Disney as a company, they did what they had to do. They did. They did them. If everyone rocks with it, fine. Let me ask you something, Eric. Do That's you cool. think Disney would have pushed on with the MCU if oh, Iron Man and all of those movies just? flopped and had bad reviews do you think they would have kept going but, but would they, but they Aaron, didn't flop and have bad reviews question that I people asked. liked answer one would they have done that Bro. thank you no i've been telling you that bro then the whole thing because we're you keep on forgetting the factor that i'm trying to factor in here when it comes down to this cinematic, you, no one was trying to put Snyder out at Warner Brothers pre-MCU. You had 300, you had Watchmen, you had great movies under your belt. No one is going to talk to Zack Snyder about leaving Warner Brothers. But when it comes down to this cinema, and, and, and bro, despite what anyone may think, Marvel changed the game. 
once they dropped Avengers, that became the standard for anything superhero movies. When you talk about the MonsterVerse and anything else outside that, standard doesn't apply because they're not they're not superhero movies. When it came down to this Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff, superhero movies, the standard was that they all have to have great reviews. The standard was that they all have to make a billion dollars at the box office. That was standard, period. Anything lesser than that, it was over with. Breaking news. Warner Brothers. Studio executives want their movies to have great reviews. Freaking bastards. No. That's, bro, there are movies that studios have released, and we can talk about them, that there are plenty of them that we could fill up a whole nother podcast with that have had mixed reviews or even started out getting panned. But as time has gone on, they're the some of the greatest movies of all time. I, Blade Runner is one of those. I, for the life of me, I don't see how back in the day anyone could have panned Blade Runner. I was panned. I'll, I'll give you until this. this day. It's one of the greatest. Zack Snyder did not have the luxury of waiting for his movies to be appreciated. I'll give you that. That was not a luxury that he had. This was a race. And we're about to get cut off here because we're approaching the two-hour mark on this one. You see, and you were asking me yesterday if we'd yeah. be able to do this in 40 minutes. <laughs> Man, this dad life will F you up, bro. <laughs> yeah, ain't no way in hell we were going to be able to condense this conversation to 40 minutes. But, you know, I mean, I'll give you that. But, it, again, all I'm saying is... If nobody pushes out Stanley Kubrick, nobody pushes out Chris Nolan, nobody pushes out Steven Spielberg, nobody pushes out Quentin Tarantino. Why? Because they've got a sick-ass resume of great reviews. They've built up a stupid level of respect in Hollywood. And as much as you and I may like Zach, in the eyes of studio executives, Zach's resume does not give him that leg to demand that the respect that other directors may demand. Now you can say that's fucked up. I, you can say I disagree. Well, Eric, I, I disagree, but I, but I, but keep going. I disagree with that notion that Zach doesn't demand the respect of Warner Brothers based off what, what I he mean did, by that is, dude, I, is like, ahead. do you? It's like I said with my point about Nick Saban. Why is he able to walk around Bama and say whatever the fuck he wants to say, do whatever he wants to do? Because he's Nick Saban. He's built that cred. Nobody's going to tell him what to do with his movie because he's done everything for them. He's gotten them so much. Warner Brothers looks at Zach and says, you did not get us what we wanted. You didn't get us. He didn't, he didn't give you the MCU. He didn't give you the MCU. That's why we're going to kick you out. That. That's what it is. Let's call it what it Eric, is. You can say Zach whatever you want give. to make yourself feel better yes, about yes. this. I, I'm, I'm, let's, I'm, I'm not. Well, let's look at the, the facts. These, these, these are, are facts. facts Outside of this, your personal, th th this is some personal stuff. And, you know, th this is 100% personal. And, and what, what, what frustrates, like, I don't it's understand at what point okay. me saying that if you're a director and your reviews aren't great, you get shown the door. I how that is a controversial statement is fucking beyond me. I mean, way the fuck out there, bro. And my there point have been about Nolan was, projects 
that have gotten paid and they still didn't get shown the door. Some I mean, did, some didn't. The, yes, but to say that it's predicated off whether everyone fucking likes the movie or not is fucking bullshit. That's an MCU fucking double standard because everyone looks at the MCU and loves that shit. And there ain't one person you cannot ask in this world, in our generation, that is going to disagree and say that anything else that comes out that doesn't match the MCU, the shit is fucking disregarded as far as superheroes are concerned. You won't find one person who won't say that. If it's not the way the MCU did it with a cinematic universe, then that shit sucks in the eyes of the majority. And that's what we've witnessed. That is what we've witnessed. That would have been the case with Zach. That would have been the case with any other director in the game. If it would have been anything less than what the MCU accomplished in phase one and higher, and even now in phase four, the shit's getting panned, bro. Marvel changed the game that fucking much to the point where that was the standard for a cinematic universe. Leave out Nolan. That's a solo project, dog. We talking about cinematic universes for superheroes. And DC and Warner Brothers had to respond. They kicked Zach out. Yes, because he wasn't giving them the numbers that they wanted. Yes, they did. But at the same time, from Warner Brothers' perspective, what are you doing? Are you going to fold because you're getting some pressure and not everyone in the world likes it? Oh, my God. Grow a sack, Warner Brothers. Come on. This is movies we're talking about, bro. This is creating we're talking about here. If every, if, if every movie that ever came out got universally loved, and praised by critics, then God, good God, where, where would movies be? Where would they be? People, There are going to be some people who don't like films. Believe it or not, there are people out there, they'll never be heard though, that don't like the fucking MCU. They don't. And that's why that, that's kind of unfortunate. But at the same time, there are some people who have that notion. It's just all about where, where your ideals is and where your heart is as a studio and as a company and as to what you do. Disney is where it's at now because before we even started talking about this multi-million ish, we were talking about story. Disney cared about story. That's why they captured our imaginations. That's why they make billions now. They didn't give a damn about making no motherfucking billion dollars at the box office in phase one. They've been doing them because they've been doing them. When you care about the customer and when you care about the people first, the money's going to come. And for DC and WB, I'm sorry, ain't nobody in this game in DC the past three years has been making as much noise in the DC fandom than that damn push for this movie. No one. So Zach was right in assuming that. It is the biggest fucking thing Warner Brothers had going for them. Shit's about to be damn near hype now. You going to look at the shit and watch it and be like, where the fuck was this movie three years ago? What the fuck? We would have appreciated this shit more than anything else. I would have appreciated you postponing the damn movie until Zach got back. Hell, I would have took that. Your $300 million was in the fucking basement this whole time. But you had some extra $25 millions to scoot out for Joss. $300 million. Where? I ain't see no $300 million. Let's look at Henry Cavill's fucking face in that movie. Does that look like a $300 million CGI job to you? What the fuck? Come on, man. 
My main point is that if they didn't rock with it, they didn't rock with it. Doesn't justify you to be a fucking shitty company. You got caught copying Warner Brothers, plain and fucking simple. You got fucking caught. You got fucking caught. And now all this dirt's coming out about how you did the shit. The shit was so fucking slimy the way you did it, the way you treated everyone when you did it. And now it's bit you in the fucking ass. Chris just gave you triple motherfucking billions at the motherfucking box office. And you don't consult him about same day theater release. Now you got Chris walking away. What the fuck is that? So is it your directors or your talent or is it fucking you, Warner Brothers? Oh, but Gal Gadot's making you your big money with Wonder Woman right now. So we're going to take care of her real quick, but not fucking listen to Ray Fisher and all the shit that he talked about. This is a fucking integral issue. You'll never hear this shit going on at Disney. Never fucking ever. Flop or fucking not. Flop or fucking not. This is not how you act as a fucking studio. It's not how you fucking act. No matter who it is, no matter what the property is, or who fucking flopped. This is not how you treat directors. You don't take someone's personal fucking tragedy and fucking use it as an excuse to fucking change up everything you hired them to do. You don't fucking do that. If you do that, if, if you're going to change, make a formal statement on that shit. We're parting ways. We're going to do something different. That's it. But we fucking hate Warner Brothers because they greenlit that shit the way they fucking did it. It was fucking slimy. You don't fucking use somebody's personal fucking tragedy as an excuse. Your 300 fucking million been sitting in the motherfucking shit. For three fucking years, and we've been fucking crying for this shit. For DC to make some real fucking shit. And you done hit that in a motherfucking minute for three fucking years. So I'm not hearing it about a fucking $300 million movie. We never got this shit. We just now getting the shit. And it took you an extra 75 fucking million to finish it. This is J House Podcast Radio. I'm taking that motherfucking movie and that's a fucking wrap. Thank you, Disney, for actually showing up and showing how to be a real fucking company. You get my fucking money because you care about me first. Ain't no fucking company in the history of movies ever looked at their fucking product that they know is a fucking good movie, but just looked at the critics and was like, oh, so they're not fucking with it. Everyone's not in agreement. So let's fucking change shit up. Movies are fucking subjective. It's not how the shit works, bro. It's not how it fucking works. Never. You can go up on stage and fucking perform in a play and fucking the play could be fucking awesome. But the audience can be mixed on it. Some people may like it. Some people may not. Does that mean we change our direction and not go do a different show? Or not do the same thing we did, even though it was fucking awesome? No. The Heat not directed at you. It's that fucking Warner Brothers, bro. It's that the whole fucking situation. Three years of shit that's just been pent up. And I'm fucking sick and tired of talking about it. We don't move like that. And as a creator, as someone who wants to make movies and do film, that's not how this shit works. We don't fuck like that over here. We don't fucking move slimy like that over here. And until Warner Brothers gets that shit right, what the fuck are you doing in the game? And you write about that shit. 
fuck Warner Brothers in the cinematic universe. I don't want to see another cinematic universe from them if they don't have the fucking balls to stand on who they are and do what they want to do anyway, regardless of what these weak ass weedy blog critics be saying, because that's who the fuck you listen. That's who the fuck they listen to. You listen to fucking Rotten Tomatoes. They listen to Rotten to fucking Tomatoes, fucking Collider, John Campia and all them whole ass bitches sitting in their fucking basements that pan everything that's not the fucking MCU. That's who these motherfuckers are scared of. But yet your bank account say 600 million, 700 million, 800 million off grosses. The ends don't justify the means for that shit. Fucking weak society and all this in social media got these people fucked up. These people love to follow the fucking majority. I don't give a fuck. Last Jedi made billions. The shit was fucking ass. So the ends don't justify the fucking means. This is J House Podcast Radio. I'm sorry, bro. I mean, it's not you. It's the whole situation. I need to step back. I'm going to step back from the podcast for a little bit, bro. I'm sorry, bro. You know you're my dog, and I fucking love you. It's not you. No, 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 no. It's just the whole situation, bro. I'm disappointed to hear that long rant end. You know I love you, bro. You know you're my fucking dog. It's not you, bro. That was, uh, I actually, uh, believe it or not, agree with 99% of what you said, but that other 1%, I kind of had an I, I kind of had an the epiphany in the middle of that, and in the closing minute or however long we have uh, before this just cuts out, I had an epiphany. At this point, what difference does it make? What you know, what difference does it make? I'm I'm glad we're getting that you the movie. were able to get all of that off your chest. Uh, it's just I'm sorry, bro. Now, damn, that was that was fucking epic. I ain't gonna lie. I loved every second of that. Oh, I know. And, I know, and none I know, of it, know. like this I said, this is a bro, podcast. People, people who fucking play with no, our emotions. No, I understand. Like that, this bro. is we line very we, personal. We we line I up in droves. Bro. Y'all got your movie. We line up in is coming. And at this point. Like, like you said, you know, what difference does it make? Movies coming out. You're right. Movies, what difference? What happened happens, and at this point, it don't matter if you and I ever see it. Don't a hundred percent eye to eye on this because it, you know, it, what does it really change? Changes so, nothing, bro. You know, we're gonna get the movie. We're gonna watch it. Yeah. And fuck it. Whatever happens, happens at this point. That's where we're at. Fuck it. I understand shit. you getting upset like that. Shit made me... Believe me, I actually do. Given the way that the situation played out. You know, I, I started off the podcast saying that I wasn't on here to defend their actions post bringing Joss on. I was simply on here to explain what may or may not have went in there. I don't know what happened. I have no idea what happened. I wasn't there. I wasn't invited to the meeting. Uh, But it is what it is. And I believe we are damn near out of time. Uh, We are, bro. I'm I'm taking a 
hiatus from Shea House. We like, still got to get this I, posted because I got to hear that again. I will. I'm, or I'm at the get very it least, you got to send bro. me a recording of that, like two, not just that one clip. I got to hear that shit before I go to I sleep will. tonight. Yeah, I will. I'm going to get bro, it hope, immediately. I hope your night gets better, dude. I really do. I I, 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 it, it will, bro. I just need to step back because I've spent three years just like consumed in this, and it's just, it's not healthy. It's just not healthy not for, for me. But well, we got I twenty seconds left. But you know, even despite all that, this was a great one. I had fun. So I don't even know if you feel like saying this. So I'll say this. Yeah. I, I'll pose out this one for once. Let me do this one. This is J House Podcast Radio yeah, signing bro. off. We'll catch you guys later, man. Peace. Thank you for joining. This has been another edition of J House Radio.